two out of bounds. William Pluggabush, Ben Milstead. Let's go to the phones as we start the second hour of the show. We've got a lot more to get to today. we got some monthly headlines that are just going to blow your mind. Uh, Philip from Williamston waited through the break and joins us right now. Let's talk about this topic. What's up, Philip? Hey, guys. I was just listening to the comment concerning the net ratings. I have a suggestion. I, I think one of the problems is uh, when they make their rankings, I think since Duke and Clemson, I'm going to use them as an example, head-to-head, Duke lost to Clemson. So I'm thinking what they should do with the net ratings is compare every team within their own conference first and see where their standings are. After that, then I believe they should go outside and look at people that they have played against. If that's not a common opponent, to me it makes the metrics get skewed because there is no metric for saying that they are equal. So how could you compare uh, Clemson not playing Kansas when we really saying that Kansas, which is based on everybody's metric, is much better than other teams? But when you look in their conference, you see that Kansas is pretty close to a lot of the teams that have losses, say five or six losses in their conference. How do they compare in their own conference? So I think that's the metric I would begin with. You know what? I, I don't disagree with you, Philip, and I appreciate the phone call. Thank you. I I think I think that's a good way of thinking about it. I there are some people that say that your conference should not play a role and your record in your conference should not play a role. Personally, I think that you should care about how many games a team has won. And I understand the idea that we want teams that are playing well, and sometimes you can play well and lose if you're playing a tough schedule. I understand that. I think there is a value to winning games. I've always thought there was a value to winning games, and you know, it's it's um, it's different to me when you've got a 68 team field versus like a 14 playoff, where you do have to kind of figure out who's played the best because you've got a lot of similar resumes. The only issue I would see with uh, the only issue I would see with that uh, that that frame of reference from Philip is that there is a distinctive difference between Kansas in its conference and Clemson and Duke in its conference, and it is the imbalanced conference schedule. Like if you look at if you look at um, objective metrics of measuring conference schedule strength, like Ken Palm does this in the ACC right now. It is fair to look at Clemson as a an 11 and 5 conference team and say, well Ken Palm says they have played the easiest conference schedule of all the conference teams. And you know, we you could parse out exactly what that means. Really what that means is you haven't played Virginia yet. You played Miami once at home, you played Pittsburgh once, you played Duke once. Those are the top four other teams in the league and you played Louisville twice and Georgia Tech twice and Florida State twice down at the bottom of the league. It's a simpler road. So com- comparing Duke's conference record to Clemson's conference record and letting that be that ignores the fact that Duke may have played the tougher teams in the league multiple times, whereas Clemson only played them once. I think that's fair to do that. For a school like Kansas, if you're comparing teams in a Big 12, 
I do think for the most part, you can look at conference standings at the end of the day and say, okay, the best team in the Big 12 for NCAA tournament purposes is number one, and the second best team is number two because they do what the ACC used to do and what most leagues used to do, which is the double round robin where you play every team home and away, and yes, the sequence of games matters, and sometimes you play a team in a, you know, in a good part of the schedule and a rough part of the schedule and all that, But ultimately, that gives you a better measure of who's good in the league when everybody's playing everybody the same number of times and everybody's playing uh, at home against everybody and in everybody else's house. That, to me, is is the easiest way to try to figure out who's better and worse in a league. When you start getting unbalanced schedules, it starts getting really tricky to figure out how you should rank wins and how you should rank resumes and all that. Let's go to Coach Davis. This, see, this is what this is what happens. We get we get people smarter than us call in about quality wins. Coach Davis had to deal with the NCAA tournament selection committee for decades, and he joined us right now. Coach Davis, hello. Clark, how are you and Ben doing? Uh, you know what? I'm doing just peachy. How are you, sir? I love that peachy stuff. Yeah, uh, we're doing great. We're doing great. I just wanted to put in a plug for women's basketball. Of course. They play Virginia at home tomorrow night. But this weekend is alumni weekend for women's basketball. There will be uh, several uh, women's basketball alumni coming back. Uh, but there's going to be a special presentation at halftime. Donna Bullock, who was my trainer for 17 of the 18 years that I coached at Clemson, she is in her 35th year as an athletic trainer for women's basketball. And this is her last year. She'll be transitioning into a administrative position in athletic training, but they're going to recognize her at halftime on Saturday. And I would just love to see Clemson nation come out and uh, support Donna and all the alumni back, but especially Donna, because she's meant so much to, uh, women's basketball for 35 years. You know, I'm glad you said that because it, she she really has. She is the she is the tie that binds, you know? Like she is the one person on the staff that has seen some things, right? Like she's got a story in every hotel and a story in every arena and a story with every coach, uh, including you. We won't we won't tell those, but she she's got I mean, she just has the long memory of the long arc of Clemson women's basketball and she's seen highs and she's seen lows and she's seen in between. And it has been an illustrious career. You know, every time she comes out to check on a player on a broadcast, I always say some sort of exclamation or some sort of a modifier about Donna, like the illustrious athletic trainer Donna Bullock or, you know, Hall of Fame caliber tra- <laughs> athletic trainer Donna Bullock because she really is. And I'm so glad you brought no that up because we do need a lot of people in the building to honor her this weekend. Right. Playing Florida State, it'll be a heck of a game, but uh, I just I just want to pay uh, – uh, special thanks to Donna, and I would love to see people out there uh, re- helping to recognize her for her service to Clemson. Man, that's awesome. I'm so glad you called to say that. Um, real quick, uh, give us your thoughts on dealing with the NCAA Tournament Selection Committee, which I know you had to do over the years, and I'm sure you, I'm sure th- it was uh, very logical, all the decisions that they ever made. It's nothing like as complicated as it is now. <laughs> but 
uh, it was always strength of schedule. That was the, always the excuse for uh, the committee not letting someone in that thought they deserved uh, to be in or for getting someone in uh, when people didn't think they did deserve to get in. But it was it was basically one win-loss record and strength of schedule. And uh, so uh, it's nothing like Lynette that they have now. Uh, so uh, we were we were fortunate uh, to be in 14 NCAA tournaments. And uh, there were some we were sweating out, just like Clemson men's basketball sweating it out right now. Uh, but uh, it, it's it was gratifying when the committee would, and you never know what a committee is going to do when they get behind closed doors and start rationing all the the uh, criteria out. Then uh, you never know what's going to happen. But we were fortunate enough to have been in that dance for a few times. For sure. Uh, more times than I can count from my childhood, for sure. Um, all right. Are you, you're going to be, you're going to be on the call tomorrow, right? So I'm going to see you in the arena. I will be there tomorrow night. Yes. Uh, against the Virginia team. That's, uh, very comparable. Uh, I, I, I want our lady tigers to really play well and go out with two wins, two home wins in this uh, regular season, this tomorrow night and Sunday. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Coach Davis, always good to hear from you. Thanks for the call. Appreciate you drawing awareness to uh, Alumni Weekend and to honoring Donna. Hopefully we'll have a bunch of folks uh, there for that. Great. Thank you, Quell. Thank you, sir. Coach Jim Davis joined the program. Fan of the show. Love having Coach Davis as a uh, as a fan of the show. We, we should say, I mean, Donna really is, I mean, she really is great. She deserves a promotion to an administrative role. Good Lord. Uh, she's had to administrate enough uh, on the court and just trying to keep everything together for decades now. Uh, she deserves that, to not have to travel anymore and all that stuff. That's, Without a that's doubt. great. I love that. Um, it, it, can I say one thing about women's basketball real quick? Sure show, buddy. There is, uh, there, there is a, an interesting development going on with the ACC standings right now where the bottom of the league has all of a sudden come to life. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about Georgia Tech. I'm thinking about Pittsburgh. Um, right now, there is a gap between the top nine teams and the bottom six teams. And Clemson currently leads the bottom six teams. They are currently, uh, if the tournament started today, they would be the 10 seed facing off against the 15 seed Pittsburgh in, uh, in Greensboro on uh, one week from today, in fact, on Wednesday. And from my standpoint, it's, it's likely that Clemson is going to be able to stay there, but the reason they're there right now is because they won the tiebreaker with Wake Forest. To the point about quality wins, Clemson has one quad one win this season on the women's side, but they beat Virginia Tech. And so one of the tiebreakers in the women's game, same thing as the men's game, is if you split with a team in the regular season, then it goes to who's the best team you beat in the conference. And Clemson beat Virginia Tech, who's sitting third in the ACC right now. So they are winning a tiebreaker against a team it's split with because of that. They need to at least stay tied with Wake Forest this week in order to get that 10 seed. And in my view, uh, whoever finishes seventh, based on the scrum there, is going to be a better matchup for Clemson than uh, what they would see if they dropped down to the 11 or the 12 with the 6 or the 5, not just from a seeding standpoint, but 
It looks like maybe North Carolina. Uh, I thought I thought they hung with North Carolina despite not playing their best in the uh, in the meeting that they had with them earlier this season. I think they can beat them if they uh, if they play again. So anyway, just throwing that out there. ACC Women's Tournament coming next week after uh, back-to-back home games to close the uh, to close the regular season. Any um, any final thoughts from you on the uh, on the net conversation that we were having and the strength of schedule conversation that we're having here in the first hour of the show? I, I mean, we've pretty much covered it. Really, that if net is still important to Clemson, and look, you you lose a couple more games doesn't really matter what your net is but it's going to go up because of nc state and virginia and as you and i were talking during the break walk uh even notre dame which is one of the one of the worst teams from a net standpoint well and and otherwise (laughs) and otherwise yes um to the eyes because of who they have left by the time you play them they're going to be they're going to move up like right now they're 195 even if they lose all these games their next three games are against number 48 number 80 and number 53 in the net all that are all of those are higher than where clemson is right now so it's kind of messed up but i mean they lose those three games their net's going to be better than 195 probably which is going to be better for clemson the other thing that I'll point out here, and this is going to be, we've done a lot of bashing the net on this station. And you know what? For good reason, because no one knows what it is. And it seems like a, it seems like a very uh, like cartel way to decide how teams are rated. Clemson, in some ways, is actually benefiting from the net. And I think the RPI should be burned at the stake. I think we should. Uh, I think we should destroy the RPI and never let it see the light of day again. But if you look at some of the RPI type metrics, Clemson could be what in the old system, where people go, you know, we don't understand the net. They should do away with the net. Yes, I agree. But the old system would be worse for a team like Clemson because of the resume aspect. Whereas Clemson is actually playing better than their resume would potentially suggest. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll go to the phones, perhaps, take a call or two. We'll get to some other things as well. Hour two of the program continues after this. Carolina Auto Connection, the little dealer with a big heart. Celebrating 14 years serving the upstate. With no haggle pricing and no dealer fees, their customers come from all over the world. They have the lowest prices on the best pre-owned vehicles. Their staff is straightforward and honest. All vehicles are 49-point inspected and serviced, so you can buy with confidence. Carolina Auto Connection, 1434, Boiling Springs Road, just off I-85 Spartanburg. Call 864-814-DEAL for an appointment or carolinaautoconnection.com. One day, your Honda, Acura, Lexus, or Toyota is going to need an oil change. And there's that question, where do I take it? Before you make that decision, ask yourself what you're getting. Do they test drive your vehicle? Do they rotate your tires? Do they glance at the brakes? Or remove the tires and provide an exact measurement of your brake pads? What about suspension? Fluids? At First Class Halt, an oil change means so much more than routine maintenance. Come experience the difference. Firstclassholt.com, your dealership alternative in Anderson and Greenville. Moving out of state or across town, College Hunks Moving has all your moving and packing service needs covered. Decluttering your home, hauling away a pile of yard debris, or getting rid of that old hot tub. Call College Hunks Hauling Junk. 
We're a family-owned local business that services Greenville, Anderson, Pickens, and Oconee Counties. Call College Hunks Hauling Junk and Moving of Greenville at 864-772-9242 or visit us online at collegehunkshaulingjunk.com. Since 1917, Harbin Lumber Company has been a top lumber and building supplier in the industry. Their number one asset is their employees, people who are dedicated to providing quality building products and contractor services. People just like you, working to grow and be a part of the community. From construction projects to large remodeling jobs, see the hardworking folks people have entrusted for nearly 100 years. Harbin Lumber Company, serving South Carolina, Georgia, and North Carolina, and online at harbinlumber.com. The world is turned upside down, and it's hard to make sense of it all. The alpha male is under attack, and people are more worried about pronouns and toxic masculinity. If you want to get that alpha feeling back, get that weight off, and improve your performance, come see us today at Low Country Mail. We specialize in testosterone replacement and anti-aging. For around 200 bucks a month, we take care of your testosterone, labs, and doctor visits. We also offer ED plans, the P-Shot, and peptide therapy. Book your appointment today, lowcountrymail.com. Let's hear from another happy Ph.D. client, Don Munson. Back in May of 2022, I walked through the doors of Ph.D., weighing 168 pounds and looking for help to lose 20 pounds. Now, you say, what's 20 pounds? Well, I have two words for you, visceral fat. I know I had no idea what visceral fat was either, but it's the fat that gathers around your belly and, more importantly, around your heart and other organs. It's not good stuff. But Dr. Ashley Lucas and her staff at Ph.D. gave me the tools to start clearing visceral fat from my body in a way that was organized, healthy for me, and most importantly, easy. All right, so how many pounds did you drop? But in 100 days, I was down over 20 pounds. Yeah, I think most people assume that you're going to lose the weight and go through the motions and then put it right back on. That's not what PhD is about. You drop the weight quickly, and because you've learned how to feel better and you've got the tools to be successful, you keep the weight off in the maintenance phase, which is free as a part of the program. For more information on why they're different, go to myphdweightloss.com. When it's time to replace your roof, there are so many things to consider. From the type of roof you have to the many types and styles of shingles. Gillstrap Roofing understands how each part of a roofing system works together to give you a beautiful and watertight barrier. Don't trust the one thing that really protects your home to just anyone. Gillstrap Roofing has been covering the upstate for four generations. Proven, experienced roofers for your home or business. Gillstrap Roofing, 269-1232. Finally, there's a rising rate you can get excited about. For a limited time only, 15-month certificates and IRAs at Founders Federal Credit Union have reached super levels. A $500 deposit is all it takes to make these rising rates work for you. Hurry on over to foundersfcu.com forward slash super rates today to see just how super these rates are. That's foundersfcu.com forward slash super rates. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Membership qualifications required. Federally insured by NCUA. Broadcasting live from the Upcountry Fiber Studios, this is 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. The undisputed sports talk leader for the upstate. Let's go now, you murder! We are 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar, where every day is game day. You 
Hour 2 continues out of bounds. William Plugamus, Ben Milstead live inside the Upcountry Fiber Studios. Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. Uh, you know what? Uh, Mail Carry Keith asks a good question. He says, to this point, do you honestly think they deserve to go to the tourney? My simple answer is no, I don't. But I also think they have they still have a case and they still have an opportunity to play games. I think there are a lot of teams that at the moment deserve to go that I'm going to say after the next two weeks, I'm going to say no, they don't deserve to go. Yeah, if, if the tournament was starting right now, we would both be in that camp. For sure. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. But there's also teams that uh, are in that will play themselves out of it in the next couple of weeks. That's right. You just have to you have to understand that you're you're having to pay, uh, play yourself in at the moment. Let's go to Roadrunner Russ, who's up with us next on the phones. What's up, Russ? What's up, y'all? Doing great, man. Thanks for getting um, in. Yeah, man, no problem. Um, I po- posed this question uh, to the press box yesterday, and I'm kind of interested to see you guys' opinion as well. You kind of touched on it. Um, this might not be an easy road for the Tigers, but a uh, simple yes or no question. Uh, do the Tigers make it even with the best possible showing? And to me, that would be a victory over um, Virginia and a strong victory. Who do you guys have? NC State, I believe it is. Yes. Yeah. So a convincing victory over the Wolfpack or just a victory over the Cavaliers and a decent showing. You think that's going to happen, yes or no? And uh, secondly, I'm going to the bank with my four with my four number one seats. Um, I'm going to Houston, Alabama, Kansas, and uh, last but not least, Purdue. Um, any of those four teams, I think that uh, could lose and still get a one would probably be my Jayhawks. Um, just strength of schedule, strength of conference. I think they could lose. Uh, and, and still hold that one. Uh, worried about Texas, but wanted to get y'all's, both of you guys' uh, one picks. Uh, and overall, I'm going to go Houston. And uh, I know this is kind of a two-sided question, but I'll, I'll take you guys' answer off the air, and uh, y'all have a blessed day. All right, thanks very much, Russ. Appreciate the phone call. I, I can't answer the top the four number one seeds yet. One seed. I mean, there's there's a lot do. going on. First of all, I don't know what's going to – I mean, Alabama's in Columbia tonight, and everybody's playing. But, I mean, as we went over yesterday, that whole situation, I'm going to need to see them play some. I think there's the, another layer there. Right. I, I think the better question right now with Alabama would be, is Brandon Miller going to be on this team in the at the end of the season? Yeah. Well, we already know that Nate Oates said what he said, and then he – I'm going to use the word caved. Um, I, I'm. That sounds like it's weakness that he's doing that. But he released a clarification to his original statement after lots of blowback on the, your player was in a place where someone was killed. His gun was the murder weapon. He brought the gun after his teammate texted him and was still close enough when the shooting happened that his car had bullets go through it. You are not in the wrong place at the wrong time, and yet that's how Nate Oates stated it. Yeah, let's, let's answer Russ's other question uh, and then come back to that. If Clemson goes on the road and beats NC State in Virginia, as long as they don't l- lose all the other games, yeah, they're in. They're, 
not only are they in, they're they're like a number two or three in the in the ACC tournament. Uh, you lo- you win two quad one games on the road down the stretch. It's it's not even a question. Now, I mean, and and can they? Yeah, they can. <laughs> Odds are that they won't. But I mean, if the question is, will that get you into tournament? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I think if if they win out in the regular season, they will go into the they will go into the ACC tournament in almost everybody's mock brackets. Yeah, and just preemptive strike on the Adams and Co. Roofing text line. I didn't say they were not painting any kind of path. I'm answering a question. Text caller ask question. Answer the question. If they win those two road games. Yes, certainly they're in. And I'll go back to the rule of thumb. If you have more quad one wins than you have bad losses, you can go to the tournament, or at least as many. Clemson has four bad losses. We know that. If they win these two games, they would have five quad one wins, including two road wins over NCAA tournament teams. That is significant. At least two. If you you know Pittsburgh's mm-hmm. a, kind of a bubble team right now too, but I mean that that's a significant. Like when you're talking about resume, if if Clemson had beaten Virginia in December and NC State in January and had those two wins in their pocket already, we'd be having a different conversation right now about them. And it'd be weird because of the the types of losses that they have. But if that's what they do, which is the question, if that's what happens. They would be in because then you would also be talking about a team that came off of losing four out of five to win four straight games. A team that, as Ben said, is probably the number two or number three team in the ACC. I mean, what's not to like about that resume? I mean, you know, other than the the stuff that we already that we already know about Virginia right now is sitting 13 and three. Uh, They are taking on Boston College on the road tonight. Um, Clemson is two games back of them. Uh, they are, let's see, they are two. Yeah, they're, they are two games back of Miami as well. And Miami has already played 18 games. So it's going to be hard for them to catch them. They can catch Pittsburgh, though. Uh, I think I think they can, um, you know, from uh, from that standpoint. So that that's, that's why I'm hesitant to join the chorus of people who are, like, putting this season to bed already because of the opportunities Clemson still has. Um, anyway. Ben, go ahead. Well, so back to the Alabama thing yes. and, and Miller. We do need to, if you if you have what Nate Oates said over there, um, the The second, new statement the or this? The new statement. <laughs> it, it'd be only fair for us to read that. I just don't think this is going to go away. And all it has done now is just brought up more questions for me, Quark. Um I, I'm not I'm not a I'm not a lawyer. I don't I don't know what the law is in that, but I got a feeling there's going to be a lot more questions on that part of this that may take thing take the decision out of the hands of Alabama number 1. I I I just don't understand how you law enforcement can act like that never happened. Correct. Uh, but again, I don't know the law. I, I mean, I, I don't. 
I saw a screenshot after we got off the air yesterday, which I figured this was the case, but it, it, you know, every state's a little bit different. The statute there for like an accessory to a crime is that there has to be intent. I think the word intentionally is actually in the statute in the state of Alabama, Mm -hmm. where you have to know that that crime is going to be committed for you to be an accessory. I, you know, if you drive a getaway car, I guess you could be charged with accessory after the fact because you know that a crime was mm-hmm. committed. Um, but since he didn't hand the gun, he brought it but didn't hand it, I think that probably becomes a little bit weird in terms of proving legally that there was something nefarious going on. But still, fr- there's a difference there between the legal side and the conduct side. And even if the conduct isn't uh, like legally something that a prosecutor would feel comfortable pressing charges on because it's hard to make that stick because of the language, mm-hmm. you're still dealing with a conduct issue. I think one of the worst things that coaches do, by the way, I think one of the worst things coaches can do is hide behind. I understand like you want to let the legal process play out. In this case, there is no legal process. It's played out. So now we can deal with the, the conduct part. And hiding behind, like, ooh, the legal process, when we know that conduct is at a certain level and there are things that we know that that happened here, you've got enough information that you can act on this, right? Yeah, you do at this point because they said they've been in constant contact with police. They've made sure they know that no other athlete is going to be implicated in this uh, horrible incident that happened and the other thing it, it comes back to Nate Oates and in this case I'm kind of a, a fan of the public pressure to do something that he's about to get because he was so dismissive of the severity of this in his press conference yesterday and his actions you know now he is He's making it sound like I didn't mean to make light of it. I'm sure he didn't mean to, but he did. And his actions or lack of actions kind of back up the fact that he doesn't think this is a big deal. Miller's involvement in this. The other thing is, I I would say this probably goes beyond just him. Is it fair to assume that if an athlete on any campus kills a person and is arrested for capital murder that it's not just the head coach of that team in this situation that's going to talk to police i've got to assume the ad is sitting in on that meeting uh legal counsel from the university is sitting in on that meeting right you probably have somebody from the president's office if not the president himself I mean, that's the severity of this. So I can sit here and say, well, NATO should have done this or should have done that. I also think it's fair to assume that that everybody in the university that needed to know did know. Right. Is that a fair Yes, it is. And they were satisfied with the level of punishment doled out in every... I mean, obviously... And there wasn't any, right? Right. Not in the case of of Brandon Harris. Or uh, uh, Miller, Brandon yeah. Miller, sorry. Not in the case of Brandon Miller. Um, it was in the case of Darius Miles, who was kicked off the team, who was there, mm-hmm. texted, 
to bring the gun, whatever the text messages said, to bring the gun. Um, I, you know, and text on Adams and Co. Roofing text on ask ask a a very legitimate question. If Miller is a bench player, is he still on the team right now? Um, no, I can't. I can't imagine that is the case. Well, I mean, that you know what I I should say that is I have a very cynical. I have a very cynical approach to this story in particular because of, you know what? It it would help us to read NATO's original statement because after he said what he said first, Mm -hmm. now I am looking at every detail of this story with the utmost cynicism. That's just the way that I'm going to look at it because Nate Oates has essentially baited me into doing so. Here's what he said uh, when asked by reporters yesterday. Quote, we knew about that, saying that they knew that Brandon Miller was there they knew that Brandon Miller brought the gun. They knew that it was his gun that, that killed the young mother and uh, that he's not in any trouble. Quote, we knew about that. Can't control every everything anybody does outside of practice. Nobody knew that was going to happen. College kids are out. Brandon hasn't been in any type of trouble, nor is he in any type of trouble in this case. Wrong spot at the wrong time, close quote. I do think generally that was not a great posture to take, but it's the last line that's gotten him in some hot water. So Nate Oates goes back and clarifies last night his original statement, quote, we were informed by law enforcement of other student athletes being in the vicinity and law enforcement has repeatedly told us that no student athletes were suspects. They were witnesses only. Our understanding is that they have all been fully truthful and cooperative. In no way did I intend to downplay the seriousness of the situation or the tragedy of that night. My prayers continue to go out to Jamia Harris's family. Close quote. Uh, he said it, the the first statement was basically, I want to clarify my unfortunate remarks from from earlier today. Yeah, you didn't. Uh, Miller didn't get a phone call to, hey, will you bring my backpack to me? Right. You know, that's wrong place at the wrong time. That's right. You got a phone call. Hey, can you bring a loaded gun to me? I'm sorry. I'm in this case. I think this is a situation where you do need some public pressure, and, and you're getting it, and it's not going away. Well, and he, here's what I'll say. All right, you remember yesterday? My tired of it Tuesday was about student sections. Can you now South Carolina? There's going to be tens of people. South Carolina fans they they're already looking to next year for basketball. They they care about baseball right now. They like they don't care about men's basketball. I would say almost everything is above board right now. If if Brandon Miller plays tonight, that I'm not sure that South Carolina student section is going to say anything to him that I'm not going to be like, well, kind of, I mean, somebody died, man. Somebody died. Your gun was used to kill somebody. Do you, is there a chance you hold Miller out tonight? Like if it were me, I would do that for his benefit. That, that's that's exactly where I'm going with this. If I if 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 there's and I'm sure like I'm sure he fully regrets what he did, and I'm sure he's having to carry that around. Honestly, I can't imagine playing knowing that I've got a gun that was used to kill somebody, and one of my teammates did this with my body. Like I can't imagine what he's feeling, but that also doesn't absolve him from his role in this. I just can't I can't imagine what that does to a young person's psyche. 
I would say from a coaching standpoint, for his benefit and for the benefit of the team, plus, I mean, again, cynically, you don't need him to beat South Carolina tonight. Hold him. Don't play him. Don't do that to him in this instance where he then becomes a target of vitriol that's very different from just he's a good player, let's rain insults on him. It's very different what he's going to experience tonight. One other thing that kind of came out in this transcript was where Miller was once he got there. And according to police reports, and I'm reading from, I mean, AL.com, Yahoo Sports, both talking about this. Miller parked his car in a way that allegedly blocked the Jeep where the murder took place from leaving. Also, Miles and Davis got in Miller's car, and that's where he handed him the gun. So just think about this logically. Not only did you get a phone call, Quark, to bring a gun to a location, to a nightclub, you park. You happen to park in a way that blocks in the intended target. Your two friends get in your car. You hand him the gun. He acknowledges that he tells him the gun is loaded, including one in the chamber. And then those two get out of the car, and that's when the, the murder takes place. You're telling me that that's all the conversation was that you didn't know? Like, you... Somebody, two people just got in your car. You handed them a loaded gun. You know they're upset about something. They get out of your car, and you didn't ask any other questions. That's what you want me to believe, right? That's and right. Been, and and maybe you can't prove that in a court of law. So I get that. But if I'm a head coach, and that's what Brandon Miller wants me to believe, that that's all he knew. I just took the gun. That's all. I I didn't ask any questions. I didn't know what he's going to do it. I'm supposed to – I don't have to have beyond a reasonable doubt as a head coach. I don't believe that. That's I, right. I don't, believe, I don't believe for a second there's a person who wouldn't ask more questions in that situation. If you really want to know the truth, uh, there's a way of, of talking about this where they maybe didn't want to know everything that happened and everything that everybody was doing. By the way, I, yeah, I, I misunderstood some of, the, uh, some of the details here and some of the stuff I read. It was Miles' gun. It was Miller's car. Right. So it was Miller drove his car and and supplied Miles with his gun. A couple of texters brought that up. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I may have misspoken there. So and, and to clarify to the texter, you know, I like I said, speculation is not the law. That's not what I'm talking about. I what I just said, you can't prove that somebody did or didn't say something in a car. But as a as a basketball coach, somewhat responsible for that player. I don't need beyond a reasonable doubt. I don't. Let's take a break. More on this conversation after this. Save up to 50% on a hot tub or swim spa at the Hot Tub and Swim Spa Blowout Expo this weekend at the Garrison Expo Center at Clemson University. Browse the largest display of hot tubs and swim spas in the region from five major brands at up to 50% off. See swim spas in action offering exercise, therapy, and fun all year long. Over 30 spas will be on display and immediate delivery is available. Show admission and parking are free. That's the Hot Tub and Swim Spa Blowout Expo this weekend at the Garrison Expo Center at Clemson University. Visit hottubshow.com. That's hottubshow.com. Mr. Knickerbocker isn't just a store, it's a lifestyle. Shop 100% collegiate licensed tailgating items, gifts, decals, apparel, pet products, hats, and more for all Clemson sports all year long. With four locations to serve you, shop Clemson on College Avenue or the Lifestyle Store, Seneca at Hartwell Village, Greenville on Woodruff Road, 
or online at mrknickerbocker.com. Like and follow on social media for new product launches and more. Mr. Knickerbocker, a Clemson tradition store since 1973. Hey, this is Coach Dabo Sweeney of the Clemson Tigers. Fall is the time to enjoy great football with family and friends, but underage drinking should never be a part of the scene. Underage drinking is against the law, and that includes providing alcohol to anyone under 21. It is never okay to provide alcohol to minors. Upstate alcohol enforcement teams are enforcing underage drinking laws this football season. Help keep those under 21 safe and alcohol-free. Check out phoenixcenter.org for more info. What's up, guys? Ben here. You've heard me talk about this product for years now. Optinos by EC Sports. This powerful, 100% natural and clinically tested muscle builder is a game changer. In the clinical study, individuals saw 12 times average increase in arm size, 58-pound increase in bench press, 6 times more endurance, and 3 times more lean muscle than the placebo group. Choose a supplement with proven results and a money-back guarantee. Go to upstatemuscle.com. Use code ROAR for 20% off today. Friends, the winter closeout sale at Elkmont is going on now. This is a sale you do not want to miss. 40 to 60% off on most fall clothing from Patagonia, Z Supply, Columbia, Free Fly, and more. All Hey Dudes are 50% off. Buy one bog bag, get a small bog bag free. New spring and game day items are arriving daily. Elmont offers great footwear, jewelry, game day, and lifestyle clothing, and of course, outdoor gear and clothing from the most popular brands. Elmont is your one-stop shopping destination for that someone special, offering something for everyone, from candles to kayaks, from sunglasses to charcuterie boards, or the largest upstate selection on own running shoes. Elmont has what you're looking for. Locally owned and conveniently located in Powdersville on 153, just minutes from Greenville, and in Clemson at 93 exit off of 123. Go visit Elkmont today, and as always, go Tigers! William Nichols from Scores Jewelers. You know, I'm very fortunate to work in an industry that's almost entirely focused on celebrating life's good times and milestones. Like the anniversary highlighting 5, 10, 15 years or more spent with your best friend birthdays and Christmases, and maybe the biggest day of all, the marriage of two people. Her engagement ring is more than just a diamond and a piece of gold. On the day it's given as a gift, it becomes a meaningful symbol marking the start of your new life together. In a few years, you won't remember the price tag on her engagement ring, but you will remember that look on her face when you open the box. That moment of sheer joy and excitement that says so many things to her that you could never express in words. This is the true value of a ring. The reason these things are handed down from one generation to the next. She's the one. Show her with the ring from Scores Jewelers. We'll help you find or make the perfect ring that says everything you want to say the moment you open the box for her. I'm William Nichols of Scores Jewelers and Anderson and online at ScoresDiamondJewelers.com and I want to be your jeweler. Guys, listen up. Have you been struggling with ED? If so, we have some great news. There is finally a treatment for ED that requires no pills, no injections, and no surgery. This is the latest medical breakthrough for the treatment of erectile dysfunction. Greenville Men's Clinic is proud to offer the most advanced form of acoustic wave therapy, which has been proven to increase blood flow, reverse ED, and increase size. Stop wasting your time with pills that produce side effects and have little to no results. 
Medical institutions at Cambridge University and Cleveland Clinic have shown this technology to be safe with no side effects. So if you're looking for a proven solution, call Greenville Mint Clinic today. They have performed over 12,000 treatments with outstanding results and can help you too. Call Greenville Mint Clinic, 864-301-1111. That's 301-1111 or greenvillemintclinic.com. That's greenvillemintclinic.com. The Upstate Sports Authority. <laughs> this is incredible. We are 105.5 and 97.5. Give him a lot of credit. He got that left arm underneath the ball. Where every day is game day. We are the Roar. A, that would be a cool walk-up song right there. Yes. Just saying. This is a good tone setter right here. This would be good for a pitcher, I think. Walking in from the walking in from the bench, walking in from the bullpen to those shoes. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've, got, I, I'm that's, I've never now. thought about that. I love, I love that song. <laughs> never thought about that. I'm feeling it now. Um, hour two continues out of bounds. Again, this this subject is a little bit of a downer. You know what? I, I'm also going to say this. I, I, it is, it is really a, God, we, it it's been a sad it's been a sad college basketball season in this regard. I mean, you've got what the Michigan State thing, which I I watched that Michigan State game. I mean, Indiana Indiana's two and twenty three in their last twenty five trips. I think now two and twenty four in the last twenty six trips to East Lansing anyway. So like they weren't going to win last night. But they were the sacrificial lamb because that the emotion mm-hmm. of it's a week after mass shooting on your campus. Tom Izzo's son is a student. He was visibly emotional multiple times before, during, and after the game. The students were amazing. The crowd was amazing last night. You could tell that that team was like walking on a cloud. I mean, there were some ridiculous shots that were hit last night, some ridiculous plays that were made. You couple that with this situation, the New Mexico State where like they're, they're – People are getting shot on the rivals' campus right before the game, and the coaching staff is bussing the team back home instead of staying where they are and potentially obstructing justice. And they all get fired. I mean, it like that situation is. It feels like a movie, uh, not a movie where you got a bunch of heroes in it either. But I mean, it's been ru- it's been rough in that regard that we have to talk about these kinds of stories, especially right up to. The NCAA tournament. And to so the question about if if Brandon Miller was a bench player, would he still be on the team? The reality is this is now being talked about more because he is a star. He is the potential national freshman of the year and a potential Naismith player of the year candidate. And as we said, the kind of guy who could be the most outstanding player of a Final Four and is sort of the picture on the court of what Nate Oates' Alabama program is and what it's supposed to be. And he's also a guy that hasn't been in trouble. He's not been in the news for negative stuff. He doesn't, you know, fly off at the mouth or fly off the handle or do other stuff. So it kind of came out of nowhere. It's not like people who have been around Brandon Miller all year were like, yep, this is is that kind of kid that makes bad decisions. 
So I think that's why this is a story right now that we're having to spend some time with. Speaking of decision-making, by the way, uh, the Phoenix Center is helping young people, families, communities to come together to encourage those young people to make good decisions around alcohol, drugs, vaping, and, and all those types of things. And the reality is that most young people do make good decisions, but because we've been sort of trained to believe that the the poor decisions that lead to negative outcomes are the norm, then we've created this, uh, we've created this peer pressure storyline where our kids have to resist and be part of the minority. The reality is the majority of kids are making good decisions. We need to reinforce that message to our kids and teens. We need to give them alternatives. We, we need to make sure that we're, that we're reinforcing good decision-making and good habits in our homes all the time. The problem is that's not an easy thing to do, to be able to just weave these themes into normal conversation or to have a conversation around these ideas. That's where the Phoenix Center is helpful because they have materials for you, pamphlets and brochures, and they've got an app that can help you if you're struggling to figure out, how do I talk about this with my son? How do I talk about this with my daughter? Uh, how can our pastor help or a coach or a teacher or somebody influential in the community? How can vendors be a part of this? For more information on that, go to phoenixcenter.org. They're doing great work in our community. It's phoenixcenter.org. Check under resources. Let's go to Paul and Henry, who's up with us next on the phones. Will Vandevoort joins in the next segment, by the way. What's up, Paul? Hey, guys. I just got a question for you. Have you ever watched the uh, ACC tournament history thing on ESPN? It's like a 10-hour mm-hmm. like document. Yes, yes. That, uh, the, man, that is so great to watch. I've watched it before, I, but through the last week or two, I've been watching again. It's just amazing. I told my wife, I said, why don't I put myself through this thing? Because you know Clemson's never won one and see the heartbreaks where they come close so many times. When Rollins, I thought, should have dunked the ball in 77 or whenever it was. Instead, he tried to lay it in. It rode off the rim. You know, we would have went to the championship game then. It's just a, that's just an amazing thing, the way the ACC was, you know, the birth of the ACC. You know, Everett Case had... And Ben probably knows this, you know, I think he's from around the Greensboro area, how, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Everett Case, you know, all the games used to be at uh, North Carolina State to begin with, you know, and right. uh, then it went on to the Greensboro Coliseum. But to see, you know, how NC State dominated the, the first few years and then they bring in Frank McGuire and North Carolina did and won a national championship. And then to know he went on to South Carolina and won an ACC championship one time, too. And he also almost won, too. And it's just hard to swallow that we never won one. It just seems like it's impossible, you know, just, and not even, you know, not even sniff one. I mean, I, I just wish we could get one in my lifetime. I've already seen one thing happen. We finally beat him, you know, one in Chapel Hill. But I'd love to see us go to a tournament and, uh, and win one. You know, it would just be amazing. But that that documentary, if nobody's never watched, they need to sit down and and knowing the ACC was one of the first, you know, conference who brought in a TV network. You know, and uh, they had their own network. And and I remember growing up, and I remember just you know maybe twenty so. So that used to be a harder ticket to get than the Masters. You know, the ACC tournament. Yeah, Paul. When I was uh, when I was a kid growing up in in the Greensboro area. And I mean, part of it was being a kid, uh, but the ACC tournament was a bigger deal than the NCAA tournament. Oh yeah, I mean it really it was, was in that area. Yeah, 
they the one that first had the first tournament ever, you know, and everybody kind of laughed at them, you know, about it. Why are you going to have a tournament? And what was so funny about Everett Case, you know, he made a deal with ACC that he's the one that made the deal with ACC that the champion only goes. And they also made a deal with the ACC that uh, it all be played at Reynolds Coliseum, you know, and they finally stopped that after a while. But he, you know, he was really the father of the ACC ever case was from NC State. I mean, he's the one that started cutting down the nets, you know, that's the first time. And front, what's the funny when Frank McGuire beat him in the, uh, in the conference championship, he cut down the nets and that really did tee off all the NC State uh, people. But, uh, it's just an amazing thing to watch if you just see how it developed and, I think it's kind of lost its luster now, though, don't you guys? Because I remember, like I said, it used to be one of the hardest tickets to get. And I just think, and I didn't realize that Coach K won 15 ACC championships. I mean, that, you know, that's just unbelievable. But uh, and then didn't see Roy Williams come in at North Carolina and win the national championships. He did. I, I, I just a, and my wife come by. I was watching the last one. She said, "Why are you putting yourself to that?" <laughs> you know, well, it's just I just. One day, I'd like to see us win one. I understand, Paul. I understand. Hey, I appreciate the phone call. Thanks very much. Could be this year. Who knows? You know what? Paul, no, I don't even want to hear you say that. And here's why. (laughs) Because you took advantage of Basketball Amnesty Day, and I'm glad that you did. Yeah. But as soon as you got on board, things went downhill, my friend. So I need you back. I need you to go back. I don't well, I don't well, need you calling here talking yeah. about winning ACC championships. Yeah, I hear you. Well, you don't ever know. We probably got the team to do it. I mean, that's probably the best chance we're going to have in a while, I would say. But, you know, you don't ever know. To, to see Miami, though, and, and, uh, and Florida State, who are football schools, you know, I think the Hurricanes has won two, and I think Florida State's won one or two. I just. I just wish we, you know, everybody says we're football school, but I'd like to see it for I leave it there. Anyway, I don't think. You know what, uh, Paul, I, I agree. I appreciate the phone call. Thanks very much. We're uh, getting close to the top of the hour there. I agree with Paul, and I, I would say this. I agree that it's lost its luster, and the reason, boy, I can't believe I'm going to light this fire and we're going to go to break and talk to Willie V. I can't believe I'm going to do this. If you love the ACC tournament, I would say that you're going to – you should really oppose playoff expansion in college football. Yeah. Because yeah. that's really what has happened is that as leagues got bigger and as the tournament got bigger, the importance of the ACC tournament got smaller and smaller. And the, the reason is because the ACC basketball tournament used to be a means – no, it used to be an end in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Now, when we talk about the ACC tournament, we're talking about bubble teams and seeding, and we're making it a vehicle to get to the NCAA tournament. We have taken some of the importance away from it. It didn't get less important by accident. It got less important by design. To me, that's a sad thing especially because I love being at the women's tournament and I love the times that I've gotten to go to the men's tournament too. Hour two is done. We'll talk to Willie V about this and much more in hour three. WCCPFM 105.5, Clemson, Greenville, Anderson, WAHT AM 1560, Cowpens, 97.5, Spartanburg. We are the Roar. And your weekdays with Walt Deptula, host of Road Rage. Walt eats, breathes, and sleeps sports. And he'll break down any sport at any time. Walt knows all things football.
college and NFL. And Walt's the station's NFL draft expert, competing in the NFL Top 100 annually. If you're up for a spirited debate, Road Rage is the place for you. Check them out weekdays 3 to 7 on 105.5 and 97.5 FM. Or tune in on our app or website, theroarfm.com. Race for the Green Date is getting closer. It's March 11th. If you want to go ahead and sign up, you can do that. Sign up today while we still have some openings that guarantee you a T-shirt and a great swag bag. RunSignUp.com. We've got a fun run for the kids, 12 and under. Go start at 8 o'clock. 5K starts right after that. You can walk that. And several people have said they want to walk the 5K. You can do that. Half Marathon starts right after that. And remember, there's a four-hour time limit on that. Party starts at 8 o'clock. Julian Davis is going to roll up and give away a great prize for the best dress St. Patrick's Day theme, music, live DJ, drawings for a beautiful emerald necklace from Bradley's Jewelers, great swag every year, trucker's hat, race shirt, sesquicentennial medal just for completing any of the races, cash prizes, you'll need to check the website for more information on that, great giveaways for placing in your age division. I'd like to thank some sponsors, Upstate Medical Associates, 313 Cafe, where we do the package pickup, and Santee Cooper. You want to know more, Seneca SC events or the website at www.seneca.com. This President's Day, the Pendleton Tire Company and BF Goodrich want you to know the right tires will take you places a map never could. Save up to $110 when you purchase four passenger or light truck tires totaling $800 or more. Or get $50 when you spend less than $850. Offer valid February 15th through February 22nd, 2023. See Joey or Zach at the Pendleton Tire Company for complete details. Void where prohibited. One of the things they don't teach you in Parenting 101 is how to handle your child telling you they're in trouble with the law. How will this affect their future? What should you do next? Nick Lavery, Clemson's local attorney, is here to help. Whether it's DUI, minor in possession, public disorderly conduct, or fake ID, Nick and his legal team know the best options to help defend and protect your child. The consultation is free. Make the call today, 864-654-3680. Friends, the winter closeout sale at Elkmont is going on now. This is a sale you do not want to miss. 